touching. Good. All right. Good. We need the audio of the stretching. That's very important. <sighs> I sorry. I just like walked uh, back to my house from campus. So you know. Sounds like the setup of a joke that's not funny. <laughs> my life is a joke that's not funny, right? It's uh, it's it's kind of how it goes. Woof. Getting real in here. Very real. Um. So so I have like. One, two, three, four. I have five tabs open on my laptop. Now, all of them are different recommended romantic comedy anime. Oh, no. Um, because I, I cra- I'm craving uh, content, hashtag content, of a specific yeah, variety. Yeah, that hashtag content. Um, uh, you want to... Um... Okay, let's open first. <laughs> Welcome to Direct to Video. VHS? A podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. I forgot about the VHS. Thanks for picking up hey, on hey, that. I'm always I'm always here in your corner. You sound really tired. I'm not okay, so here's what happened. Fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing for like a week Oof. and I'm bored out of my goddamn dome. I don't know what to do if I'm not occupying myself with shit. Now there is shit I could be occupying myself with so I could get off my ass and do that, but here I am. <laughs> Basically, if I sound tired, I'm not, I'm just bored. Oh, also, I might be tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been trying to f- to fix my fucked up sleep schedule because it got out of whack because I wasn't doing anything for a week. I- I've been in this weird state of not being as busy as i'm used to like for the past four years i've been i've been like constantly working right like finish one homework assignment start the next homework assignment but this semester i'm only taking i'm taking like 40 percent less load than i'm used to Mm -hmm. so i have all of this spare time that i'm desperately trying what do you do with it when yeah when you haven't had that before Mm -hmm. and i I mean, I can I can attest to the fact that you haven't had spare time because we tried to start a podcast when you were like at your busiest, and it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, it, it it worked about as well as it could have in that environment, right? Uh, for for a little bit, we just weren't doing anything. Yeah, and that that that's where it kind kind of uh, fell apart. Yeah, and I mean, it's not. What I have learned since we started doing the podcast is that when other people start podcasts, they, like, record a few episodes to see if they've got the rhythm down. <laughs> and don't just, like, jump into jump the deep in end. feet first. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Uh, this is our own fault. The bed we've made. I think, I think <laughs> if I were to do this again, I would have done it the exact same way. M- mostly because I think by both of our natures by jumping in the deep end we were both incentivized to improve faster oh yeah and to keep going too yeah and to keep trying to stabilize our schedule in a way that made Mm -hmm. sense that makes sense because if we had just recorded like four episodes that we didn't release then we probably wouldn't have done anything yeah i think i said this before i'm really glad that we did pocahontas too for our second episode yeah because it it's it, it like set up the type of podcast we were going to have in a weird way because it was like there was this movie 
that we needed to talk about because it, it has this like it's like this weird cultural touchstone and also like kind of not okay to exist it is it, still to this day one of the most baffling pieces of media that i have consumed and this other movie that's just fucking crazy <laughs> yeah where where they they took this like thing that was trying to be beautiful and said let's be let's be a little bit ridiculous and yet surprisingly historically accurate <laughs> that's the thing oh i want to go back and watch that again like with a historian as a as a third host oh. somebody who's studied i, I don't know uh like early uh, colon uh, early european colonial efforts yeah um. and who can tell us like yes the Maybe we should just get somebody who worked on the movie. Oh man, find someone just like it. it the animation industry is so weird to me because it's so big and yet so insular. You know? Yeah, like it's, absolutely. It's one of it's one of the industries that's kind of still very much who you know is how you get in. Well, it's weird because I'll see like 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 people whose like little fan animations they did on YouTube seven years ago that I enjoyed we'll have like we'll be on like tv shows now yeah yeah no for or pitching a tv show um mm -hmm. it's kind of awesome but i i do think it still bothers me that as much kind of like cool diversity that we're getting in like netflix and cartoon network and disney tv shows Mm -hmm. that disney and pixar are still very much run by the same like old white dudes yeah i get that but i think if we like right like if we continue at this pace i think eventually very quickly we're gonna start seeing some really good stuff we're on the apex of like an amazing generation of cartoons and animated movies hey speaking of uh animated media what hmm these this this five anime recommendations that you have this, this hashtag content <laughs> oh god i cannot believe you're putting me on the spot you put yourself on the spot so technically it was six but one cool. of them is only two episodes updated ah ground floor so yeah so i watched the first two episodes and really enjoyed it and i'm now eagerly awaiting the third episode to come out next week so the the, the one i'm currently going through is a anime called toradora Oradora. Yeah. Which is kind of a very complicated um, and, and very... There appears to be a parakeet doing karate in this promotional picture. The parakeet is, in fact, dying um, and old and kind of uh, 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 dumb. But okay. the, 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 the main kind of premise is that um, the, this tall guy with the angry-looking face, uh, who's, mm -hmm. who's a clean freak is trying to help this short angry girl uh hook up with his best friend uh the vice president of the student council except uh that in reality they both like each other but they don't know it yet oh my god and it okay. is it is absolutely infuriating it is it is by far um one of the most anger inducing things i have ever seen because um in like for example, Monthly Girls uh, Nozaki-kun, which we both, I think, enjoyed, only 
one half of the equation was uh, ignorant and dumb. <laughs> but in this case, both halves of the equation well, are ignorant and dumb, which is well, here's, four times worse. Here's the thing about, about Monthly Girls of Zaki-kun. There are three, maybe four, separate relationship dynamics, and one half of each of those relationship dynamics is dumb. Okay, you make a good point. Did you know in the manga, uh, his upstairs neighbor has a has a um, ha- has a fucking love interest. Oh my god! I'm... Somebody's got a crush on her, and it's Seo's brother. I just started reading the manga, like just like just because I like, again I'm craving this romantic comedy content, and I just I met Nozaki's brother. Oh my god! It, uh... <laughs> I'm just it's too much. I like the I, I find myself really enjoying the ones the the like there are only a few chapters, but like the few chapters with his uh I can't remember her name now, but with the with the girl who stuck with May uh May know as her uh Editor. Editor. Yeah, yeah. Because her chapters are always about how like like they they have all this like weird high school shenanigans going on and she's like in college and an adult and like still doesn't have her shit together. <laughs> I think I think my favorite my favorite thing about those asides is when you meet uh, people who know her from college and they see her hanging out with these two high schoolers, like these children, and, and they're like, "What is she doing? What's, what's going on? Are, is she having an affair with a high schooler?" They have the, they have this whole deep fiction about what her life must be like. It's amazing. It, I love it. Um. I, I absolutely adore romantic comedies. Um, I have also heard, I have had it put forth that Nozaki might be asexual. Mm-hmm. Which is distinctly possible the way he acts. But it, but it would kind of feel like a bummer altogether. Like, the fact that he's not picking up on these signals is just because he, like, doesn't pick up on those signals. I think... And they're, they're, they're just not signals to him. You know. I think it's... Not that not that I think that series is, like, close to having an ending like uh-huh. that anyway, but... I I mean, I have at least two or three people that I know who are asexual. Mm-hmm. And they're not... And well, I think, okay, with the exception of one of them, I, I, they're not oblivious, right? Like... They they can very mm-hmm. much see what is being put down. They're just not in the mood of picking it up. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing, man. I'm completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. And that's to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have... Um, I should be able to finish the sentence. I, I like... I, communication with other people is hard. Yes. Yes, it is. And if you take that... Like, if you take my inability to properly communicate with other people... And put on top of it, just, like, not being attracted to people. Mm-hmm. I would definitely not notice any signals anybody was ever putting forward. It'd be impossible. Yeah, I guess so. But it's, like, well, it's, like, stuff like Nozaki, who will, like, go into, like, a romantically or sexually charged situation with a notebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... And take notes. Right, on, like, other people's relationships. And, I mean, I get why he does that in the fiction, but also it feels like that 
that would be coming from somebody who doesn't quite realize how awkward it must be. I think I think that the solution of that would be to just have uh, the main heroine kind of move on to someone else Um, because it would it's kind of unhealthy right to just continue pursuing and pining over or for uh, somebody who very clearly does not return those affections I mean it's a hard thing though because um, I think they are closer than any of the any of his other friends yes so here's here's my question because this is something I have never been able to put together. Mm-hmm. See, I always thought, you know, if you're on somebody's hook, if you're pining over somebody and you want to get over them, I would always think that the best thing is to cut them out of your life, your life at least for a while. Mhm. So you can get over that. I guess this is going to be the love advice episode from two dipshits who don't know what they're talking hey, about. Hey, excuse me, don't speak for me. I apologize. I don't know what I'm talking about. Andy's a love guru. <laughs> Starring Mike <laughs> Myers. Yes, I'm a love guru. Um, was, the movie killed his see, career, I, was, I think. Uh, I think his career was pretty dead before that. I, it was dying, you know? It was on its last legs. Yeah. And he... Uh, okay. But like, I always <laughs> thought that the best thing to do if you're hung up on somebody is to, you know, step step away get get out of that relationship but like if you are like genuinely good friends with them and then also hung up on them how do you as a person who who does not who is not able to navigate relationships at all that would destroy me i um my my solution to this problem is this is a problem that i have had a lot in my life which is you know kind of like crushing on or kind of falling for a person who I am very close friends with Mm. my solution is to just bury those feelings deep 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 down inside and pretend nothing's wrong and then then just kind of fall for somebody else and then repeat and then everything works out yeah and and then next thing I know I have like a crush on 35 people all of whom I'm very good friends with wow dude I do not crush on people like you crush on people. I, I it's I it the the process is very fast for me. Okay. The 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 speed at which my brain goes, that person's cute. I might have a crush on them. Bury it deep down inside. It can take like a minute. <laughs> Great, perfect. And I am being a little bit facetious, right? But like, I, it, it, I, it, I think it really does depend on the person. Um, and how how comfortable you are like acknowledging those feelings but then also realizing that obviously this person isn't returning those feelings or isn't in a position to return those feelings so it would be unfair to act on them mhm i have i have a sort of follow up question and again this is turning into love advice <laughs> and it shouldn't be uh but this is like okay so, if you have feelings for a friend, mm-hmm. right, now, those feelings are not that friend's fault or that friend's responsibility. No, no, they're not. Like, so my question is, do you just not tell them? Or do you tell them to, like, clear the air because you think you owe it to them to, like, know why stuff is weird? Well, so... 
Because my first thought is you don't want to make it. You, you don't want to like put this strand of the relationship by saying, "Hey, I've got a crush on you." The the thing is, right, is that you're you're already acting weird, even if you haven't realized yeah. it yet. Like you 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 already act weird around this person. It's up to you whether like like is this is this weirdness acceptable? There are and guys, <laughs> I do not feel comfortable saying this out loud on a fucking podcast that a couple of my friends listen to. I have like multiple people, <laughs> my friends in my life who I have like deep multiple year long crushes on, I just don't talk about because I'm oh I'm God. comfortable with the weirdness that is currently within our friendship. Um shout out That's to like a all nightmare of my friends for me. who are listening. Holy shit. <laughs> um um that's that's terrible but um this isn't a judgment on you i'm just telling you that this might literally kill me if it happens. i understand i completely understand but then there there are other times when you know like i've i have like kind of just cleared the air with somebody like hey i i have these feelings for you is that cool and then they're like no and i'm like now i don't um it's that (laughs) um it's it's interesting right like a, a, a big part of 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 when you have a crush on somebody right or when you have feelings for somebody it's it's the yearning right you want that uh reciprocation and Mm -hmm. it's funny how how quickly those feelings go away when the other person is kind of like nah i'm not into that it it it's amazing how like how freeing that is like oh i don't either anymore because because what i wanted was the reciprocation and because you don't have it now we can just be friends um, but I'm a romanticist and uh, 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 masochistic, so I prefer to keep those feelings of yearning than to just have normal friendships because I am a, a broken human being. Does that make sense? I feel like it would. I feel like it would make you call your friends more often. Uh, I, I, I mean, you don't have to like admit anything about. You don't have to admit anything more about your friendships. I think we have enough. <laughs> enough evidence in the locker. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think, I don't think so. It makes, right, like, there, there's always a tinge of every time you contact, like, send a text or reach out to somebody in any way, there's always that feeling of, oh, God, they know. <laughs> and nothing is more frightening, to me anyway, of being in this position of, I like this person, this person knows I like them. But neither of us have said anything tangibly, so we can't act on anything yet. That, to me, is the nightmare scenario. Oh, my God. Because now we're both playing this, like, invisible game of chess. (laughs) Where, where, like, I'm having to, like, play out to checkmate in my brain every time I talk to this person. Because I never know, like, what level of chess they're playing on. When in reality, right, we're both staring at a chess. We both still haven't told each other that we're playing chess. So, uh, don't do that. Just, you know, just pretend everything's normal. Bury those feelings deep down inside. I super cannot stress enough, man, how much this would kill me. I think... I think we've both established, right, that I am living a life that is so deeply stressful to you. This is just another layer of that, maybe. If we did, like, a Freaky Friday thing, I would die in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, 
Also, you would start filling your math classes because I'm okay at math. Oh gosh, I'm I'm I yeah. We cannot Freaky Friday. I'm so close to my degree. <laughs> I can't afford that. We'd have to Freaky Friday after I get my degree, right? When when all of my math when is you could just be... lose a job. Well, I, when I, I could just off. not work on my math for like how long did Freaky Friday last? Like a week. I could take a week off. I didn't watch Freaky Friday, but I assumed it was a day. <laughs> No, because it has to be Friday when they switch back. I guess it makes sense. So it would either take place throughout one Friday, which doesn't make sense, or a week. I watched the new Freaky Friday, by the way, with... Uh, b- b- Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan and uh, the other woman. That was a very good movie. Was it a very good movie? So the other uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. One of them is Baca and Test Summon the Beasts. I have no idea what this is. Uh, apparently, it's like it's a world where everybody has these like tiny little virtual avatars that follow them around. What? And uh, I guess romantic comedy ensues somehow because of that. I haven't started watching it. One of them is uh, Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches, which is like a which is a Freaky Friday type situation where these two this uh boy and girl switch bodies and it seems like she is one of seven witches yes and romance ensues sure one of them is sure dure children which is like a series of vignettes of romantic accidents oh okay which i'm i'm very the type of thing you're talking yeah yeah the 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 show that i watched that was only like two episodes in oh gosh i'm trying to find it what were you called do you know what's always my um fear with romantic comedy animes Mm -hmm. which we have both come out in favor of yes is um that it will take a turn into a romantic drama anime which i am 100 percent not up for i'm okay with that it's just that sometimes like people die or go into like a coma and it's like dude that's not what i wanted now i'm okay with that because i all i just anything romance i enjoy as long as there's like no murder involved or like deeply troubling situations oh like that bullshit television what was it uh it was on like netflix which one uh my lion april i think it was your lion april i haven't seen your lion april you haven't seen it? No. Oh, it I don't sucks. Have, I don't have Netflix um, anymore. Don't watch it ever. <laughs> um, let, let, let me tell you about it. I started watching it because it was like, hey, you like romantic comedy animes? And I was like, yes, I do. And so I started watching it, and it's um, it's a Manic Pixie Dream Girl anime. Oh, already you don't like this. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, they really... This girl's the only reason for this girl's existence is to make this guy happy, huh? And I was like, surely they'll get better. And I kept watching, and I was like, oh, there's some stuff that's like really like night. Like there's this whole, it's it's there's this whole like piano subplot that's about like that that's about like loving what you do because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really good way to look at art. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And then, but, but, uh, oh my god, it's just that it's such, uh, it's such a Manic Pixie Dream Girl anime. 
she it's revealed that she's sick oh no oh god damn (laughs) and that she sought this guy out because like when they were little he inspired her and she wanted to inspire him because she's so sick and she starts getting better and i'm like oh no oh i gotta keep watching because they're not gonna do this and then she damn it oh son of a bitch Oh, that's real bad. That's not good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I hate. I've always hated that. Like this idea, this idea in fiction, right? That like you need to have like a deeply, like some form of like troubled experience in order to like create art, like a dying childhood friend. <laughs> oh, that's so terrible and shitty. Oh, it's so it like it it kept going like no they're not gonna do this they're not gonna do this and they did it oh that's unfortunate <laughs> that's very unfortunate well the thing was he had like a side love interest like he had oh, a oh good he, 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 well, well he he had this girl who had a crush on him and he, he was like crushing on this other girl who was dying and when she died I was like well I guess this opens it up for the other girl I guess they got rid of the love triangle the worst way kill the hypotenuse oh Jesus that's so bad so the other romantic comedy that was recommended to me is Karakai Jozo Jozu no Tagaki-san I don't know what that means but this one I actually really enjoy because it's about these two kids in middle school. Um, the this uh, this girl who constantly teases this boy, and as much as I don't like the whole like like oh when a, when somebody teases you when you're a kid they obviously like you mm-hmm. thing. The way that this show does it is actually very wholesome and good because like these two very obviously like have feelings for each other, but because they're kids their their kind of way of going about things is like is very competitive where uh the boy wants to tease the other girl and embarrass her the way she teases and embarrasses him Mm -hmm. he wants basically he wants to like he wants to win and the the framing of this is like a competition for him and like a pastime for her is very good and very wholesome i really like it i actually recommend this one this is the one that's like it's two episodes in so it has a chance to go bad right by the end of the season but the first two episodes yeah, are very good she could die she could die um <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen and the final one is uh is a uh, a show that was recommended to me last year that i didn't really feel good about but i started watching it and is very good and it's called gamers exclamation point uh-oh. And that sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's about it does it indeed. It's about basically just this group of friends in high school that play video games and that's the one thing they have in common. Okay. And one of them decides to start a video game playing club mm-hmm. where okay. they join they either join competitive like major league gaming matches or stream or uh, speed running matches where you, like the club can make money. But the mm-hmm. So she invites the lead male because she likes him, but he says no because he just kind of plays video games for fun. He doesn't do it competitively. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that she likes him, but this cool kid in school realizes that she likes him. So he keeps trying to set them both up. He has mm. a girlfriend, and they're both kind of like the popular couple in school. Mm-hmm. And after he fails to set up these other two, he meets this other girl who it turns out is 
the main character's online friend. And he okay. and he decides, I'm going to get these two hooked up in real life because they get along so well in the video game world, right? Mm-hmm. Except they hate each other in real life. Of course they don't they get do. along at all. So he keeps hanging out with this other girl, trying to get her to hang out, to get together with his friend. Except because he's spending so much time with her, his girlfriend now thinks that he's cheating on her. So the main character starts hanging out with his girlfriend, trying to reassure her that there's nothing going on between this new girl and her boyfriend. But because now they're hanging out together all the time, his best friend thinks, oh no, I've done this thing where I've made the main character fall in love with my girlfriend. I need to get him Mm -hmm. hooked up faster. Mm So that he leaves her alone. This is very good. But then, I don't know. Cool kid find uh, uh, finds out that his girlfriend actually liked him before he was cool, and she decided to make herself cool so that she would be in his league when she found out he was cool. Now, so now he can't talk to her because he likes her now, and that was and now and now it's different. I love this show. It's very good. It's just it has the worst name of any its TV show. Its name is so in, unindicative of the like of how good it is because it it it's very unfortunate. <laughs> um, and honestly, like there are some pretty good video game references in in the show that are like very modern or retro mm-hmm. that are very surprising, but honestly have nothing to do at all with the main plot of the story. Watching these comedies g- gives me so much, like, emotional stress, but I really enjoy it. It's not the point. <laughs> so how are you doing? Gosh! <laughs> we just spent half an hour talking about romantic comedy anime slash romance in general. So I'm feeling weird, dude. <laughs> I'm feeling weird. <laughs> uh, understandable. We can We can <sighs> keep talking about it. It's just uh... <laughs> if that would that make you feel better if we kept talking about romantic comedy slash romance in general or I feel like that well's dried up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to, you know, we we have that gold mine, but we don't want to dig all the gold out now. Uh my dog back home has our has arthritis. It's taking oh, this damn. to a very different direction. Ugh. This was a bad direction. This is a this is a dead I end. I feel like I've walked us down. Yeah, I feel like I don't like I'm, I don't got anything to say about anything. I this gave week. us I gave us half an hour of troublesome content, right? Like I'm I'm looking to you to fill up now, the, to be the fair, next half hour. To be fair, I did jump in and ask uncomfortable questions about relationships, which I willingly answered. <laughs> a little too willingly, I might add. Um <laughs> Had I um, were I to do this again, maybe it'd be a bit more reserved. Maybe, probably not. I was thinking about maybe, probably not making a um, what do you call it when you cut a bunch of stuff together? Like a montage or a yeah, like a montage of us calling lions hot. <laughs> I I think like it should. I should. It should be noted. <laughs> That my attraction to Kovu is completely excluded from the fact that he is a cartoon lion. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Like, if I met a person in real life... Who looked like Kovu? Who acted and had the mannerisms of 
this cartoon lion <laughs> i would be like all right what mannerisms are those uh, you know just i just uh i don't want i regret this okay because i'm just thinking i could say the same thing about nala and she's a powerful woman any woman that can like throw me through a wall or pin me to the ground I feel like once again I have said too much. I have gone. I have. I have um... You had this moment where I was like, "Yeah, like strong women are great." And then you're like, "Throw me through a wall, put me through the ground, to the ground." And I was like, "Wait, <laughs> this sounds like a specific kink I, that you no, have." No, I. We're not going to say that word. There's nothing wrong with kinks. I, I'm not. I don't listen. I'm not like getting sexual pleasure. I'm just saying it's a good trait for a woman to have. So I want to be in a relationship with them. What if they need to save my life from a burning building? Then they just throw me through a wall, and boom, I've been saved, and they have an escape route. This is a good trait to have. Well, in that case, I want a woman that can shoot water from her hands. <laughs> For that specific scenario? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, if we're making the perfect woman to save us from burning buildings, I want this one. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that would... I don't think water puts out fire as well as you think it would. I want a woman who could shoot sand from her hands. Sand? Sand. Just drawing out the fire no, with the sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets oh everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fine. I want a woman with giant wings that can fly me out of the top story of a building. Well, what if you're in like the middle of the house? I still want to go up to the top story. I guess that's where I want to leave. I guess fire does burn up, right? I mean, unless the fire starts at the top, but then you could just get out the bottom just fine. So it mm -hmm. renders the whole argument moot. Welcome to uh, welcome to DVD extras, where Tony and Andy talk about building the perfect woman to be in a relationship <laughs> with who can save you from a burning home. I want an anamorph. No, but written well. No. You have gone you have gone full circle back into like getting dangerously close to being attracted to animals territory. It's not about attraction. It's about whether or not she, as a rhino, can knock down a wall. And the answer is yes. Okay, but she has to like at some point touch the rhino, right? Isn't that a big part of animorphs? Yeah, but I think you can like go places where they'll let you touch the rhino. You also have to get out of the house in what was it? Four hours? Two. Two hours. So, so you can't let like if you're inside of like multiple burning houses, then I have a myriad of problems. And guess what? The Yerk are winning. Uh oh, God! I can't. I can, we cannot talk about animorphs. I I can talk about how much I fucking hate animorphs. I know. I'm, I spent like a year of my life reading animorphs. Goddamn bad I, books. I don't remember animorphs enough anymore to hate them. Stupid fucking books. I was so mad that it ended poorly, and then I like looked back on looked back on it, and I was like, "Oh, I see. It was just always bad." That was the worst revelation. I think the worst thing for me is finding out uh, by accident how many ghost writers were involved in Animorphs. That's the thing. There were like a hundred books, and most of them weren't written by her. And it's. It kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? That they're so disparate and bad and different. Yeah. Is that you had, like, so many people, like, basically writing 
like two books in a series that weren't next to each other mm-hmm. um like you never knew when what part of the plot you were stuck with i don't know it's interesting logistically the best thing about those books is at the bottom there was a there's like a flip a flip book in the bottom oh right, yeah 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 right corner like you could watch a little you animation turn the kid into the yeah i think i still have like one of the spin-off books the visor one oh visor one yeah. visor three i think so i have one of those um what were the it, yeah. it's the one that like uh uh takes over one of the main characters moms but then actually grows to have motherly affection for that character is that what happens with her yeah something like that and then they kill themselves it's been a while i know it was marco's mom oh that's it i don't know why it was decided that like marco needed to have this tragic thing happen to him like everybody has this tragic bullshit happening to him Mm-hmm. Except fucking Jake. Jake's tragic thing is that his brother's a yerk. But when I realized that as an adult, how easy it would be to kidnap your fucking brother if you could turn into a, like a gorilla and just like keep him for it's it takes it takes like three days for the yerk to die. Just keep him somewhere for three days. It was a solvable problem for sure. Uh, compared it's to... a very solvable problem. One of them gets a yerk in them, and that's what they do. Why don't they do that with everyone they know who's a yerk? Just one at a time. Those books are filled with a lot of plot holes. I mean, they're they're bad books. They're not great. I do not know. Animorphs <laughs> do not recommend unless unless you want to have a crazy ride. Um, because man, almost it's a crazy ride. Like... One of the spinoff books had them going into the past. Had them going into the past. And then another one of the spin-off books had them going into the past, but it was a choose-your-own-adventure where you're one of the Animorphs. Oh, I loved reading choose-your-own-adventure books when I was a kid. No, I was going to say that. I think my favorite were the Goosebumps ones. Okay, I never got into Goosebumps. As a kid, I was really concerned about stuff that might scare me. Uh-huh. But looking back, I don't think I actually got very scared by any of it. But I, I, I was, like, real worried that Goosebumps would be super freaky. And they just they just aren't. No, they're, very, they're, they're more comedic than scary. I think the scariest thing about Goosebumps is its covers. But there was, a, like, an R.L. Stein-led TV show that was on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And some of those were scary. And some just plain weren't. But, like, there was one where, like, the kid's doll became a person the end of that one is like the kid becomes a doll yes and that that was scary <laughs> it was very unsettling i i think the goosebumps movie or show episode that i remember was the two-parter which was uh the 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 plant in the basement one Okay, I don't remember this. Well, it's it's the one where their dad was like like built like making this plant in the basement. And he kept telling them, "You no, don't go into the basement." I think that's what the episode was called. Don't go into the basement, part one and two. Mm-hmm. And they like go into the basement and they find out their dad's been creating this like crazy big plant that like feeds on people. And the plant kidnaps their dad and then turns into their dad. Ooh. And they have to like find their dad and save their dad and also kill the plant, but they don't know. 
they, they end up in the situation of like we don't know which one's the plant and which one's our dad so the little girl with the axe basically kind of just like figures it out and rushes and chops the one that is the plant and like to pieces okay and if I remember correctly, that... the episode ends with their quote-unquote dad, like, cutting himself and bleeding, like, this, like, green ooze. Like, green? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, but that means she did chop up her dad. Nah, yeah. Or, well, the the, the <laughs> thing she chopped up was a plant. Okay. Who knows? So maybe he's, like, infected or something. Read her beware. We don't know how this plant works. You're in for a scare. You ever read, um, To Be or Not To Be? No, I never. I still haven't gotten around to it. I'm really mad about that. I'm sure I've recommended it a few times. You've re- you recommended it to me, I think, since it got kickstarted. Yeah, I really enjoy that book, but I enjoy a lot of Riot North stuff. I don't like Romeo and/or Juliet as much as I liked um, To Be or Not to Be. I think I would I like. It's just because I, I hated Romeo. And Juliet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think I would like Romeo or and/or Juliet more than you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have as negative of an experience uh, with. Romeo and Juliet as you do, so I would probably enjoy They're it a lot more. They're just stupid fucking idiots. <sighs> stupid fucking dumb stupid idiots. Everybody's like, it's the greatest love story of all time. And I'm like, they're fucking dumb. What, what are you talking about? They're just stupid. Yeah, man. They're kids. They're teenagers. Teenage love is They're dumb. stupid dumb kids. Who, well, like, teenage love is dumb, sure, but you don't stab yourself for it. Or you check for a fucking pulse, Romeo. <laughs> you goddamn idiot. I think. I think if anything, the person who, like, if I were to write this story, I think the way I would have the story end would be: Juliet wakes up, sees Romeo dying, and goes, "Oh, you piece of shit." You couldn't wait five minutes, huh, buddy? Yeah, right. Like you couldn't have waited like a couple more seconds. Fuck this shit, and then like go find another boy to fall in love with, right? Like, and this this minister guy, the priest. The priest who marries them and then has Juliet pretend to kill herself. The fuck is his deal? I think he just wanted to have a good time. He was like, you know, I have this potion that I made that makes people look dead. You know, in the um, Ryan North version, he's Doc Brown. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. When Romeo goes to meet him, he's like, it works! I've been dead for 48 hours! I've got this amazing potion, Marty. It's gonna be great. It'll make people think you're you're you're, you're not alive. Oh, gee, Doc, that seems a little excessive. That seems pretty. Heavy. I I kind of just want to be with my wife. <laughs> what does how does this factor into that? Well, first we kill your wife. Okay, wait. Then we sneak her out of the kingdom. Yeah, they were supposed to sneak her out. This is this the the this the genius plan he comes up with is have Juliet quote die. Get her into the in, into the um mausoleum. Yeah, the mausoleum. Contact Romeo, get them both out of there. And then what happens is Romeo finds out Juliet died. It's like, well, I guess I'll just go back and look at her body and kill myself. And then he does. Uh, I love Romeo and Juliet. It's, it's such a bad story. Oh man. The other thing is, it's completely plagiarized. So I mean, most of I think most of what Shakespeare did is, is in some shape or form plagiarism. Greatest writer in the English language. 
Well, I mean, to be Didn't fair, to be fair, he wrote them in a form where they were better to read and better to watch. Because the original Romeo and Juliet story is like super like a, fucking boring. It's like a really long poem or something. Yeah, like right? even compared Same to Shakespeare's Hamlet. version, it's super fucking boring. Well, see, Shakespeare always took the time to add in a character who would talk about her tits. Or a character who would talk about poop. That's how you keep the people interested. The man knew how to write a comedy. Right. It it was a tragedy though. Well, I you gotta you gotta have it you gotta have one to balance out the other, right? You know the big thing that this that this the whole play hinges on is that a dude accidentally stabs another dude, which I find interesting because it happens in a lot of his shit. Yeah. I People mean, accidentally stab each other a lot. I think, I think, right? If you were to do, <laughs> if you were to do the <laughs> that that story today, um, which is part of why Baz Luhrmann was a fucking genius, is you would just have it that one dude accidentally shot another dude. What I'm like, right? Like maybe there was like a big sword problem back in the in Shakespeare's day. There's a line of jokes that aren't funny. That I could start making. I actually was thinking the exact same thing. See, if Shakespeare was here, he would just, you know, add in a character in between us who would talk about poop or their boobs, and it would be funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's history's greatest writer, and we're just two guys. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about poop. <laughs> I could talk about my boobs, too. They're just not that interesting. I, I think... I think... I think mine are pretty interesting. I could talk about what mythical character I may or may not look like when I'm naked. Can we touch on that already? Can we not? (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) My head is in my hands. It's okay. It's okay. I need to bring some comedy back to this. You understand. No, we did it. We're done. We're good. We did it. We're done. Good job, guys. Oh, man. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Gosh. We done did it. Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video. VHS? VHS? DVD Extras. I have been your co-host, Tony Robusto. And I have been your host, Andy Reyes. And, uh, balls. And balls. And balls. And balls. And you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats. Where can they find your other stuff, Tony? Well, thank you for asking, Annie. Um, I think I called you Annie, but it's fine. Whatever. I've heard worse. Nope. Nobody needs D's in their name. What the fuck was I talking about? You can find <laughs> my comic at inspiredmetroevents.org. And you can find... <sighs> you can find um, what is basically preteen angst... In the form of uh, Pokemon fanfiction at Snow Trainer One on Tumblr, I will never get unembarrassed by saying. This. <laughs> you can also find the uh, rest of our podcast and some other bonus stuff whenever we have time to put it up at Direct2.video. And a big shout out and a big thanks to fuck Lee Rosevere. Lee Rosevere. Uh, for Penguins on Parade, Music for Podcast 3, link where you can find that in the description. Yeah. I think we're, and we're uh, if you got some time, why don't you leave us a review on your podcast 
viewer watcher thingy. Catcher. Your podcatcher. They do call it that, but that's stupid. Really? You don't like that? Viewer watcher thingy makes a lot more Do you sense prefer, you, you know, I prefer, you know, going to your local podcast watering hole. Drinking up those podcasts. And that voice you heard is the ghost of John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Great, good, Oof. good, yep, good, we're done. All right. I'm super thrilled to, to watch three movies before our next recording. Oh man, I'm very excited. Cinderella's really boring. I think it is. All I really remember is that. You know, I know the entire story of Cinderella, but I really remember about the Disney version is the Bippity Boppity Boo song. The fact that she actually dresses up the mice as people, because that stuck with me. Because that's a that's something a crazy person does. That's that Cinderella that's made the mice little clothes. Yeah, I would do that if I knew how to. Okay. If I knew how to sew, and I hung out with mice my entire life, all right, mm-hmm. I would start making them clothes. For the same reason people like give their dogs sweaters. I don't give my dog sweaters because I'm not a bad person. Have you seen a dog wear a sweater? Yes, I've seen a dog wear With a sweater. The backwards hat on. Oh my god! 